0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This Major League Baseball episode covers Game 3 of the World Series, Take 2, as we now have new pitchers. And a few new things to talk about is I think there's a couple of changes that are important to discuss for this game now that it's going to be played on Tuesday, November 1st, rather than on Halloween. If you're here, check out the banner on the screen right there, that URL, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. We'll kind of highlight the philosophy and some things that are going on around here with regards to Moneyline Picks. Uh, it's very important in a sport like baseball. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about this game, give you some things to think on and explain what certain plays are being made. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. It's always, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I provide our loves, likes, and leans. That is A, B, and C grades. And again, my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. However, please understand that good and bad variance will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Just a quick reset in case you're unaware of how the pitchers are slated to go right now. We've got Suarez and McCullers slated for game three. We've got Aaron Nola bumped up to game four um, against... Christian Javier for the Astros still, and we're going to keep Justin Verlander at Game 5. Game 5 is a big question mark for the Phillies. Right now, I'm projecting Noah Syndergaard. That's what the speculation is, but I'll talk about why that's a big question mark uh, when we break down Game 3. And then we're back to Game 6, as regularly scheduled with... um, from Bervaldez and Zach Wheeler, the Phillies wanting to give Wheeler an extra day of rest uh, because of the velocity issues that he showed in game one, working back from injury at the end part of the season. And I think that'll go better for them if they just give him the extra rest rather than try to bump him up to game five, which is what I kind of initially thought that they were going to try to do. So it does make the Phillies have a huge question mark in game five, but this does set them up in much better shape. For games three and four, uh, than it did previously. So the Randall helps them a little bit there. I don't think it actually helps them overall, though. Uh, running the math on it, uh, switching the pitchers around, considering the possibility of Aaron Nola now pitching and relief in game seven, giving the Phillies a little bit of a boost there behind Suarez, who can now pitch in game seven. Um, it, it, I had 65% for the Astros before, and I have 65% now. Does it actually change anything? It does make the Phillies a little bit better in games three and four, but it makes them a little bit worse. Um, in some of the later games so that kind of all balances out uh so I, I i'd be hesitant to say you know if you have these hot takes about how how much the, the rain helps the phillies i think it helps them in some places it hurts them in others on the big picture though i don't think it changes much mainly because uh the phillies are still going to have a big question mark game they were always going to have that big question mark game it was going to come in game three now it looks like it'll come in game five if they felt confident had a full 100 percent zach wheeler able to go in Game five um, and then bump up Suarez to pitch on short rest in six and Nolan short rest on seven. That's as shaky as short rest could be. That gamble could have paid off. But uh, since that doesn't look to be the plan right now, I don't see any long-term change in the probabilities. If that does happen and that's on the table, I think that gives the Phillies a little bit better of a chance to pull it out. It's a more high variable move because short rest tends to go, Great because you're throwing a better pitcher or backfires completely because the short rest sometimes doesn't go well for pitchers. So uh, it's a little more high variable approach. That's kind of what you want when you're an underdog with the Phillies are. So uh, just some things to think about here with that big question mark game five if you're betting series prices. Uh, Otherwise, though, the rest of the show we'll talk about game three. Before we get to that, though, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. If you are yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball movie or college football content that this channel provides. We've also got that Patreon if you're looking for extra benefits. Three bucks per month gets you the favorite of the day, the underdog of the day, the total of the day. When applicable, uh, I'll post one of those if there's multiple on the website for free every day, but the other ones you'll have to go to Patreon for all sorts of all the updates and college football plays, uh, all sorts of goodies there. Uh, depending on what you're looking for, hopefully that provides you some extra benefit. If not, again, love having you here for the free picks, uh, continuing what we've been doing all season. Hopefully, we can continue to profit here in the last week of baseball, but we'll get to it. Line courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. It current as the time of this recording on Monday night. And a reminder the price you see on screen in parentheses is the money line price needed for those sides to reach a certain level play according to my model sideline. 8.03 Eastern now, again, on Tuesday, November 1st, we'll have game three. The Astros are still favorites at the Phillies. The price has dropped a little bit because the fact that Suarez is absolutely a better pitcher. Here's the thing, though, that my model is looking at. is the lefty-righty split. You've probably heard me talk throughout the season. There's a handful of teams that are a little bit right-handed or left-handed heavy that do that have differential splits. The Phillies' splits are pretty small right now. Lefty, righty, it, it's not that much of a difference. The Astros' splits are fairly extreme, not quite as extreme as the White Sox or the Blue Jays, as they are just all right-handed hitting. The Astros have two lefties, uh, and, and those lefties can hit lefties. Tucker, a little bit, he's a little more head or miss, but Jordan Alvarez can absolutely hit lefties. We saw that with the home run against Robbie Ray, for example. Um, so, you know, the, the Astros are set up did a lefty. So the benefit that the Phillies get in the fact that Suarez is a better pitcher is a little bit offset because he's left-handed. And I don't think the sports books are taking into account. So I like the Ashers a little bit more in game three than I did previously. The price has dropped, I think, too much. I think it should have dropped a little bit, sure, but not like it has. I've actually got. What was before a borderline BC pick, now I've got as a borderline AB pick. But I'm going to give this an A grade here. It falls just inside the range. As you can see, that the current price is Astros minus 120. That's an A grade play. According to the sidelines math, minus 121 is an A grade play. Though so to be fair, if you're in that minus 122, maybe minus 123, that's probably close enough that I think it's worthy of an A grade as well. Once you get up to 125, I think it's B grade. And that's why I said, check out that the webpage if you're new here as to why that matters. It's not just about picking winners. It's about picking winners at smart prices. Just because there's only a maximum of five games left in the season doesn't mean that we want to still be price sensitive. Those are still good things that we want to continue because you're probably not just betting baseball. You're probably also betting college football. We got college basketball coming up. You're probably betting NBA, NHL, NFL, right? And that's, and that's good, and that's fun, and we just want to be smart in all of our plays. Just because one season's ending doesn't mean that we throw all our rules out the window. So Presick like minus 125, I'd still be on the Ash Presick like minus 130, I'd still be on the ashers, But those are B-grade picks because the price is just a little bit too high. But down to that minus 120 or low minus 120s, the value is A-grade according to – my model, because of the fact that, again, the Astros are going to hit left-handed pitching very well. Lance McCullers can get the job done uh, for the Astros. We've talked about a little bit more of a high-variance pitcher, but I still think he's better than Suarez. And we will have a situation that's different in this game than what we thought previously, though, in that there's a chance that we see a pitcher like Syndergaard out of the bullpen. The Astros could easily hit Suarez around – first time through, second time through, given that they're better against lefties. We don't know what Suarez pitch count will do. If they use Syndergaard in relief in this game, I don't necessarily think that improves the probability they win this game as much as I think it just affects what's going to happen on game five. And the reason I say that is if they're using him, it's likely because Suarez didn't go six or seven innings and they're needing those extra innings to get them further. And that's fine. I, I don't think that changes much. It's just they might need him in order to, bridge the gap to some of their better back-ending guys. There's a chance we see him in relief. Again, I don't really think that's a good thing or a bad thing. If he's only asked to go through the lineup one time, I'm sure he can get be, be a reasonable and respectable pitcher. So that's you know on the table that Suarez doesn't go that deep, especially if they want him to come back and pitch in relief. They kind of seemingly are using him like the Nationals use Patrick Corbin back in 2019 already at once in relief here um, in this series. And so they might have a short leash on him and they might decide only two times through. And then they've got options for him to come back and pitch. Honestly, maybe in game five, who the heck knows what they're going to try to do. They do seem all in like they're going to try to win this game. That makes a lot of sense. And they could be a little more aggressive knowing that they've got Nola in game four and kind of their only hope in the series is for a guy like Nola in game four to have a really good game. So I think it'll be kind of all hands on deck for the Phillies. That's again why I like the Astros. As long as our price is like minus 120, I don't want to pay too high of a price because the Phillies could absolutely win this game. Sideline says Astros minus 133. That's 57% likely. 43% things happen all the time, right? So this is not a go all in pick. There are no locks in gambling. It's just, I think the Astros win this closer 60% to 60% of the time, and the odds that are being priced more like it's closer to 50%. So I think there's a little bit of value here on the Astros, minus 120. It's an acre pick for me. And I'm going under seven and a half at even money. Sidelines is 7.4. And as I just mentioned, I think there's a big difference in now how game three is going to be managed than what cousin Jared and I talked about yesterday. Before knowing that we had Suarez pitching in game four and the Phillies trying to figure out how the heck they were going to survive three and four now again that set them up fairly well for five and six now they're set up better for three and four they're a little more questionable they're a lot more questionable for five i mean the the phillies winning game five seems close to impossible at this point because I'm not sure what they're going to have left, right? But it sets them up a little bit better for four now with Nola, and it sets them up to be a little more aggressive here in game three. I think it's going to keep the total down because they're not going to let it get out of hand like they might have had this game happen on Monday night saying, okay, this one's lost, but we've got to come back and have all hands on deck to win game four and get it back to 2-2 then you've got Nola Wheeler on the back, and that kind of was the plan. Now I think the plan is going to be kind of more go all in and say Nola better take care of business in game four anyway. I think that keeps the score down. I don't think the Phillies scored that many off McCullers. This would have been an under in game two, and we saw Frombers dominance giving up. only The Astros only gave up one earned run in that game. Should have been only the one. And that was with Wheeler getting hit around. You take away those first three doubles – that should have been like a 2-1 ball game, right? So I just think seven halves a little bit too high here, especially when you consider the weather. We're talking about, again, low 60s. Thankfully, there should be no rain in the forecast. But we're going to have, you know, 5 to 10-mile-an-hour winds blowing kind of in from left field. It'll kind of be across, kind of in. It's not going to help the hitters whatsoever. It's either going to knock down some balls, push them across. It's going to get the pitchers a tiny bit of a boost. And, again, I think it's kind of – all hands on deck the Astros have so many arms if they want to go to a guy that we haven't even seen in this series like Hunter Brown they've got him to throw out there for a couple of innings having Javier tomorrow they have faith in him I mean they just got a lot of arms everybody will be rested and ready to go and the Phillies like I said I do think they're going to have everybody <laughs> rested and ready to go and if Suarez comes out early I think they'll go to Cindergard to try to bridge another two or three innings so I think a low scoring game here makes a lot of sense seven half even money is the play for me on the under. I might play minus 105 if that's what you're seeing. That's kind of on the borderline. At minus 110, I don't really think it's that investable. I think at that point, you just want to wait for better odds. Shop around. There's a lot of places at even money right now. So even money under 7.5 is a good under investment in my opinion, as is, again, Astros minus 120, which gets an A grade from me. That's all I've got for you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content we've brought on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. We'll see you again tomorrow for more World Series coverage. And again, we got three college football episodes, one of them already out. More coming throughout the week. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.